All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see Did you notice? Checked when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice At arm's You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network Podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Great stuff going on right now at Zephyr Epic. Folks, 
the Black Friday sale is here and it is here early. They are fully stocked on Pokemon Magic the Gathering and of course the 2021 Upper Deck Series 2 retail boxes and of course the extended series retail boxes as well. You can get your hands on all of those Great stuff going on right now at ZephyrEpic.com. Go check them out. The Black Friday deals are here, and they are here early. Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Go check them out on all platforms. Follow them on social media. Tell them Canucks Convo sent you, and use our promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word. Hockey Season, that will get you $5 off your order, and they ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50. Chris, tell the people where they can get it from. From Port Alberni to Port Colburn. Excellent. All across Canada. Canada wide shipping free on any order over $50. Couple of ports. Couple of ports at ZephyrEpic.com. Go check them out. We are also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order on the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, starting to get some recognition at Canucks Games as being the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Monday evening. Have we ever recorded on Monday evening? I don't think so. It's, uh, this might be a rare... A rare Monday night where we will be recording. I don't think we're going to be doing this that often. No. But we want to get a full runway on Tuesday morning. People waking up at 4 a.m. Tuesday go. morning. They're going to have this in their feeds. And they're going to be, you know, they're going to be stunned. Just like that one night that I was stunned when it was, you know, it was like 3 a.m. And our, our posts usually go up at 3 or 4 in the morning on Saturdays. And it was a late Friday night for me, early Saturday morning. And I saw the notification on my thing on, on Apple Podcasts. I was like, oh, can I convo post it? I'm like, oh, I remember we did this episode today. And I was just talking to my friend about, you got to listen to this latest episode we did. It was really good. And I clicked it just because I was like, oh, I got to tell him what timestamp to go to. I uploaded a 30 second ad. Yeah. Hopefully you don't do that this time. No, be I, that was worse. the one time that happened. And thankfully I caught it because that, you know, that very easily could have been much oh, worse. Like I caught it right away. I could have ruined that. would have been like almost as bad as you muting my mic uh, yeah. all the time when I come in to talk. You and Harmon on the last episode. Yeah, not that my, was tough. Double not down. my finest showing in the I got, uh, got DoorDash the other day okay. myself. DoorDash uh, Taco Bell. Nice. I had Taco a, Bell for uh, the first time like a month ago. Yeah, but you didn't do it right. I got a triple double crunch wrap. Which is a lot. Wow. It sounds like a lot. It wasn't very good. Like, I've never had this crunch wrap. You know, I think people know what it is. It's like a round taco shell, a couple layers of that, some meat and sauce and lettuce and all that stuff. And then, and then you take a tortilla and you wrap it around there. And people hype this thing up pretty high. Like, people seem to like this crunch wrap, crunch wrap supreme or something. It yeah. wasn't that good. I didn't like it very much at all. Delivery was great because it was DoorDash, of course. Great people over there at DoorDash, you know, promo code combo DD something uh, you get a deal um and, but i'll tell you this uh this crunch wrap supreme i don't there wasn't much like i, I was pretty hyped going into it i was like it's my first one you know pay you pay a little extra to get you got the meal i did like the baja blast that's, that's the thing about uh about taco bell it's so good it's the only place you can get the baja blast i'm pretty sure i don't think you can get that anywhere like i don't think you can get that at 7-elevens or grocery stores baja blast i think is like straight up only at taco bell what's baja blast it's a flavor of mountain dew it's like a oh a Dew yes variety. yes okay okay I've heard this and yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's only at Taco Bell. Someone could correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure you can only get Baja Blast at Taco Bell, and you can't get it in the drive-through either. Like wow. I've I've gone through a drive-through before and asked for. It. They said nope, you can't get it. You got to come in the store and get it. 
Really? Okay, that's that's taking it a little extreme. If you can't get it at the drive-through, is there any reason? Like, no, you can get regular. You can get regular Mountain Dew. You can get Pepsi. Whatever they got in is there. Is it because they're worried you're going to take it and resell it? I don't know. I, I <laughs> don't know the reasoning behind it. But I I've gone like uh, this is one just once. I've gone through multiple times and be like, oh, maybe it was just the one place wouldn't let me get it on drive-through. But you, you can't get Baja Blast in the drive-through. Really? And they have it like that's the thing. They have it on like you drive up and they have the drive-through menus yeah. and it's on there on the menu. You can't get it. You wow. got to go in store to get it, but you can get it on DoorDash apparently because I did and it was good. Baja Blast, I tell you, like it's one of my favorite pop. It reminds me of uh, like Pepsi Blue used to be my favorite pop mm. back in the day before you were born. Probably Pepsi Blue. Yeah, it was excellent. And they apparently they got it again, but I don't think it's the same because I, I tried it. Either that or I just loved it when I was a kid and I don't like it as much anymore. That happens. Yeah. Do you remember that time? It was like the first Patreon thing we ever did when you brought a bunch of pop into the studio. Yeah, and you hated every single one. I'm not a big pop guy, but you didn't know me that well back then. No, you that should have been me drinking the pop. And that was a great idea, though. And remember how I ranked them? That was fun. I was really fun. And then I was I was bumping off the walls a little bit with all that caffeine. Yeah, that was back at the uh, BCIT studios there. No food or drink in the studios? No food or drink. <laughs> we had multiple pizzas in there. And they had like, yeah, about 50, 15 bottles of pop. At one point, pouring them all over, <laughs> not on the desk or anything, into cups, but into cups, yeah, still. And then I then I had to go home, and I was expecting like, you know, this this might have been a little bit too far high of expectations for you to drink the pop, but I was expecting you to drink like a good few chugs of like each pop to like get it, and you took the tiniest little baby sip. So yeah. I come home and I have fifteen like five hundred <laughs> milliliter bottles that are missing one tiny sip because you poured the tiniest amount into the cups and you would drink it. <laughs> And I came home with like all these flat pops. <laughs> like I don't know what to do with them. They probably all ended up getting poured like poured down the drain. Oh man! So that was a tough day for pop. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Another well, not uh, the companies you still bottled. Well, yeah, they were making money. I was losing money. I spent like forty dollars on pop and probably got about two dollars worth of it. That's fair. That's like. No, I drank the iced tea. The iced tea didn't go flat. Oh, that's good. Maybe there wasn't even iced tea. Now that I think about no, it. Yeah, I don't think there was. There no, maybe it was pop. brisk. Brisk was in there. Maybe. Also. Little, little little tidbit. Brisk lemonade iced tea. It's, good. it's in the... Uh, lemonade iced tea. Yeah, it's like the lemon iced tea or whatever. Okay. They have the brisk lemonade as well, but the yep. lemon iced tea, they have that in the press box now. In what? The, yep. As of last night. Oh, iced tea. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said lemonade. You got me all freaking no, pumped no, up no. here at lemonade. No. Yeah, you, you, know you, like you might have to go to a game at that rate. Well, I would have be that. going to more... Well... You saw what I did with my coffee the other day on accident in the press box there. That was a mistake. No, what'd you do? Yeah, I showed you. Oh, that's you. right. So I yes. go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pour the cream in first <laughs> so that I can get, you know, I can see like a good base layer of cream and then I'm going to pour the coffee on top after. So I open this thing and it's this huge, it's a huge metal pitcher. Have you seen, you've seen it, like, do you get coffee in the press yeah, box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a huge metal thing of cream and I'm like, okay. It's pretty standard. Well, People no, it's, know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's big. It's not like, you know, some places they give you a little, little spout, little. Yeah, nice but if little, you go to like a Starbucks or a coffee shop. No, this, this one's like, bigger than anything is, you'll find at a gas Absolutely, because they have to do an entire hockey ops department for two NHL teams and the entire media. We all share it. It's a lot of cream. People. It is a lot of cream. But like, you drink like most of it yeah so i go and i'm like hey, i'm gonna pour the cream first and uh, there's people like lining up people everyone's getting their coffee i'm all, all in this hurry right now i'm gonna scurry in a hurry to get my coffee going i'm pouring the cream and right it's like i'm going and it's not coming it's not coming why isn't the cream pouring and then the whole the lid just like flops open because i didn't have the lid open and it's just like ah. boom fills up more than half of my cup <laughs> full of cream and i'm like and i panic so i'm like god what am i doing here and then there's people lined up people are looking at me and i'm like uh I, so i just pour coffee in 
Then I put like two sugars and I and I go over to the press box. I'm like, I'm about to drink like 200 milliliters of cream right now. Like it was it was a half and half. It wasn't the half and half cream. It was literally half cream and half coffee. And like it was fine. It was good. Still, it's just really sweet and milky. It was just it was a, it was way too much cream. But I panicked. Uh, I, I had like three Pepsis in my arm because I was bringing you a Pepsi and a couple for me. And I just I, everything panicked. Everything happened so fast. And I just scurried out of there. With my tail between my legs, Henrik Sedin's behind you in the oh, lineup. Oh gosh, and he, goes yeah, up to goes up to PR. He's like, they're saying, who, yeah, let the, who let this Canucks army clown? They're in like, here? yeah, this Canucks army guy is writing about the team being bad, and he can't even pour a freaking <laughs> thing of cream into a cup. Oh man, that Henrik Sedin. Henrik Sedin puts a Chris Faber hit piece out about how you can't uh, yeah. fill up coffee. That's what the Canucks should do. They should have a ghost writer who writes you know what? about that. Be that'd be amazing, actually. Yeah. If they just well, I was gonna say if they had somebody who like criticized media. But that could be like any any of the Twitter accounts. But like if they if they just put it on Canucks.com, yeah. they're like, yeah, we may have issues after eight years. Yeah. But here's the traffic numbers that Ooh. Daily Hive doesn't want you to see. Ooh. Also, not no nothing is Daily Hive. Seven of the worst out. Daily Hive articles this month. <laughs> oh man, much love to Rob Williams. I just picked. Daily they do Hive a Monday mailbag, or they just like say what's the worst things media has done this past week. If Jim Benning had a Monday mailbag, Ooh. how awesome would that be? That'd be great. Like that'd be so great. If if and he was honest, it like, would definitely be called like just so you know, the Monday mailbag <laughs> with Jim Benning. Yeah, what would the what if you could ask any question in a mailbag? And and this isn't like a this isn't an opportunity for fans to be mean to Jim. This is, you know, he's going to read it and he's going to put it in the mailbag and it's going to be an honest question. What's your question? Like what what are you asking Jim? And it's not about hockey. It's like a Canucks oh. Army Monday mailbag. You're not asking about hockey. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I, I think if you could like get an honest answer, just like who's who's not good at their job. If you could like ask the GM that and what he would say. Oh, you know what? Like, if you're just like who's not good at their job. Who's your least favorite player to deal with? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I was thinking more like in the ops department, but maybe he would say a player right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think he would say a few players. There's right probably now. a couple players that he'd probably mention. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. No, before we do, I got to okay. give a shout out to the podcast. Three years old today. Oh, on the, Twitter, at least. The Twitter account's three years old. The first episode ever of Canucks Combo came out 6th. on November 25th oh. <laughs> with Kurt Appleby, nice. who's now with Sakaris and Price. Good spot for Kurt. But uh, first ever episode, Canucks Combo. We are came not going to be recording the, on the 25th. No, so this will be, this is a three-year anniversary episode here. 25th wow. of November, 2018. Wow. I Oof. was 18 when you started this podcast. Yeah. No, someone. Uh, I think I forgot who replied. It might have been might have been Andy. Said like they remember listening. No, it was uh, it was Young Judd. Young Judd said I remember listening to episode two. So wow. apparently, Young Judd. Yeah, he didn't listen to episode one, but Neither episode two. I. Episode two popped. My first episode was Botch, Botch and Harmon. That's episode right. six, if I remember. No, and you. I, I thought it would be the one first one you were on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That I must say, since Botch, that that might have stood true. Yeah, no, I listened probably. to your Botch for forever. I was a big botch fan, if you can't tell. Yeah, no, that's that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we'll get into it now. We do have some stuff that we want to talk about on this episode. And folks, like last week when Chris and I were talking on this very podcast, we said like we're tired of having a hockey ops podcast. We miss having a hockey podcast. Like we just wanted something to talk about. And you can only say Thatcher Demko has been good, but not great. Nils Hoglander has been great. Not great sometimes, but whatever like you can only say that so much but i think we have some actual things to talk about here and 
most of it is about the forward line combos. And well, we're going to talk some hockey. I am excited to chat a little bit of hockey here for once. That's uh, It's been rare over the past few weeks, but uh, somehow we've been doing two episodes a week on a radio show about a hockey team. But uh, we're I think we're gonna this we're gonna go back to a little bit of summer style episodes here, you know, Summer Slam. You can call this episode. We're going back. We're we're gonna put some lines together. We're gonna chat a little bit about maybe what might work, what might be fun to watch, who you'd want out there in the third period when the game's tied. I know that's our poll question there, which I'll get to right now. And our- you freaking coming in here, Mister. I want some attention with your little well, your little quick reply on there. Kind of a no brainer to put that. I thought. Like I'm not saying you put bad except Dickinson P. Besser. What the are you lines, thinking? I put the lines that were out there tweeted out for last game. Yeah, which is fine. But one of those lines got changed and it was significantly better when that well, line got changed. And this is what we're gonna get to. Our episode two sixteen poll question brought to you by Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia. Folks, yeah, I brought up Zephyr Epic earlier. It's Christmas time. You got Canucks fans in your life. Go to Zephyr Epic, buy them a box of hockey cards. Then Go to Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia at Fuel the Fan on Twitter. Go check them out. They've got a lot of different, like signed and unsigned as well. Canucks memorabilia, nice frames. Like we gave Young Judd something from a giveaway we did way back. I haven't given him to him yet. I still got no, it at the house. I, I gave it to him. The Queen oh, you did? picture. Well, yeah. what do I, I got? Somebody else's prize. Then if you I'm, have somebody else's, prize. if I owe you a prize, uh, shoot me yeah. a DM. If, if we owe you a prize, shoot <laughs> us a DM. I got another picture to give to somebody. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we gave Young Judd a. Quinn Hughes signed photo, which is pretty cool for him to get. Anyways, which line would you choose to get the most ice time in a third period of a tie game? That is our poll question. Once again, brought to you by Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia at Fuel the Fan on Twitter. Go check them out. Instagram too. Instagram too. Or Facebook. You find them anywhere. Anywhere. And it's Christmas time, man. Christmas Christmas time time right now. You get yourself a nice little signed photo. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, absolutely. So which line would you choose to get the most ice time in a third period of a tie game? Are options written by Chris here? Written, they were the first in three a Seven Eleven parking lot. In a Seven Eleven parking lot, picking up energy drinks and chocolate milk. I had the chocolate milk, and yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Regardless, nope. Fisherman's friend too. I got fisherman's friend. Good call. I needed that. Well, it's that, that's how you, man. People go get your flu shot too. If you fire down a flu shot, feeling better. Flu's been get. I tell you, they've been getting people. Yeah, I've heard. And that's the thing. People. You got a lot more people thinking they got COVID now. Yeah, I should go get a flu shot. It's a little scary getting getting a cold. Yeah, I don't want to so get go sick. Go get your flu shot. Help yourself yeah, out a little bit. Getting sick right now would suck. Anyway, yeah. Pearson Horvat Hoaglander, Dickinson Petey Besser, Pod Colson Miller Garland, or I'm angry. And of course, like, you know, not trying to dunk on you or anything. I responded and said, use me as the Pod Colson Pedersen Garland button. Yeah. Because here's the thing is... Here's the thing. You're just looking for likes on Twitter. That's oh, all whatever. you're out here doing. Yeah, okay. Posting Coming from Mr., Mr. Blue Checkmark himself, 10.3K followers or something crazy 10. like 4. that. 10.4. Who's counting, though? You are clearly... Oh, yeah, me. Whoops. <laughs> um, no, I'm only at 10.3. That's okay. But I checked today. I'm like 10 away from 10.4. So Wow. Maybe by tomorrow, 10.4. All right. Which is good. I don't know. I've been gaining followers. Okay, I haven't okay, even been okay. tweeting out gifts. I haven't... You know, I'm, I'm watching prospects now, but now that we got our little uh, our little package here uh, for the for the prospect videos, I don't, I don't have to watch them live. I don't have to wake up anymore. I get them a couple hours later. Watch the prospects then. That's pretty sweet. Spending, I watched a bunch of Yanni Yermo the other day. Nice. Spent uh, spent a night with Yanni. Okay, you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh what? my gosh! Okay. Oh, that's what I did. I get it. I get it. You get to the prospect report at the end. Let's get to our poll question here again. You tweeting out the lines that were tweeted out. Uh, the starting lineup all makes sense. But yeah, the Pod Colson, Pedersen, Garland 
line is one we saw in that game. You know what I and man, just thinking, you know, I should reply and just say, use this tweet for a Lamico Mott chase online. <laughs> now, I don't know if anybody else says this on Twitter, but on the Canucks Convo Twitter account, have you seen this? We got the yeah, downvote. Can downvote. I can't do it on my account. No, I can't do it on my No, but either. for some reason, the Canucks Convo, we can downvote people. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many other people have the downvote option. I feel like it's just a random... because. It wouldn't make sense for the Canucks combo account. That's the lowest amount of followers out yeah, of both of us. Very weird. But yeah, I've, I've accidentally clicked uh, the downvote a few times. You're downvoting all my tweets? Yeah. No, none of yours. Oh, good. Appreciate that. Of course not. Yeah. Appreciate that. All your that. tweets are great. Thank you. Anyways. All right. So back to the poll back question. Back to the poll here. question. Night the line I wanted to talk about was Pod Colson, Pedersen, Garland. Now, this line in the game on Sunday evening, five o'clock start. On Sunday evening, when that line was put together, instant, instant chemistry. And, you know, I'm not even trying to rip on a player here. JT Miller's words himself was that he, first of all, he said he's not playing well right now. I don't really think he's not playing extremely well. Like, I don't know. I I don't think he's been great, but I think he's being a little hard on himself, it seemed like, in that media availability last night. But what I will say is Sunday night, I thought JT Miller just didn't show up. Like, JT Miller was losing the puck. He, He was looking like... When Pedersen was really struggling through that stretch of games, and I know he's still struggling, but where he was bobbling every pass and just looked like no no threat at all in the offensive zone, that's what JT Miller looked like last night. Meanwhile, you've got Pod Colson and Garland, who are looking like undoubtedly the Canucks' best forwards right now. And Those boys, man, I, I love those two boys oh, watching them play. The hustle and, yeah. Loyalty, like, respect, all that. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, well, you talk about two guys who are moving their feet and are not being passengers, as Bo Horvat put it. Those are the two guys at the top of my list, yeah. and that's why I have them out in in a third period, right? Um, where we're talking when we're talking about what line you want to see out there, it's those two wingers. And look, like the reason Pedersen got a look with Miller last night was, or with the, those two guys last night was because Miller wasn't going. And it was evident to everybody at the rink last night and everybody watching the game. You could see that Miller just didn't have his best game. And again, not trying to rip him. This is just something he said. He said he was didn't feel great. And he said, like, those two guys were carrying me tonight. That's what he said. He said they were carrying him. You and know, he's right. And you know what? Like, that... I expect to see that line because I think Travis Green also in the post game media like said I think he said he wrote it down right or something he's like that's the line that I've written down and you know what makes sense to me as well okay you know how when the lotto line plays together JT Miller takes face offs but then he plays as a winger why not do that with Jason Dickinson and Brock Besser and JT Miller let JT Miller take the face offs because God knows Jason Dickinson can't take face offs but you know what Dickinson can do. He can be that defensive option to play center in his own zone and be the low guy so that Miller and Besser can forecheck really hard. Like it's it's obviously a drop down from the lotto line switching out Jason Dickinson for Elias Pettersson, though Jason Dickinson has more uh, individual scoring chances at five on five than Elias Pettersson does more shot attempts than Pettersson does more expected goals than Pettersson does at five on five. So maybe that'll get the lotto line going, having Jason Dickinson on that line. And if you want to try and get Elias Pettersson going like you and I have talked about the duo of Garland and Pod Colson for a while now saying even a couple of weeks ago, we we're mentioning put Horvat there. That'll spark that line a little bit. Give them some time in the third periods. Maybe this will be something that could spark Elias Pettersson is playing with the silly pod Colson and Connor Garland. Yeah, absolutely. And I, here's the thing is what you alluded to earlier is they did try that line in the second period. Travis green said that he wrote it down and it was very funny because, uh, 
Daniel Wagner asks the question of, did like, what did you see from this line or whatever? And he's like, yeah, I like their game. I uh, saw them in the second, wrote it down, and uh, put them back out there for the third. And <laughs> it was very funny because uh, <laughs> as the, after the cameras were off, he said to Bulis, he said to Daniel Wagner, he's like, I watched the games too, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Daniel Wagner's uh, post game is called I watched this game. Yeah. It was very funny that Travis said that to, uh, to Daniel. Travis yeah. was also a little bit, uh, I don't know the right word to use it. A little, a little pesky back to J pad a little bit there on some of uh, Jeff's question. What do you say to Jeff? Are you trying to make, create stories or something? Well, he if said, you're trying to create a story here, Jeff, and it was like, well, you know, the, the Jeff was literally just like saying, like, you guys didn't score. You've struggled to score. Yeah, sure, Jeff. If you're trying to create a story, it's like, well, you just got beat one nothing to the Blackhawks. I don't think he's creating any stories here. I don't the team think, has created that story. I think there was more to it than that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I, I like when Travis gets a little snappy. It's it's funny. Yeah, I mean, that's some funny. Like, I tell you what, Wags, I, I think I've said this before. I think Wags asked the best questions. He's up there. Yeah. I think he's to me he's the number one media member at asking questions. Yeah, like he and I watch Wags. He's he's writing down pages, and pages. He's, he's prepping himself in the first period to get questions in. Does a good job of that. I'm just want to give Wags shout out. Joined us on the on the show on the weekend as well. He's gonna be he's gonna be on the Canucks warm up uh, on Sportsnet quite a bit with us. I like uh, chatting with Wags. Do you want to hear who I think is actually the best at asking questions? You gonna you know pump your tires a little bit here? No, I was actually gonna pump yours. Well, no, I was, I, no you know I'm going to leave him anonymous, but I was talking to another media member mm. and we were both like, mm. man, like, I wish I could ask questions like Faber does. I was way better on Zoom. Oh, absolutely. I was so, I, I, you know what? I that know was actually I was the good context we were talking right? about. Okay. Yeah. Was your Zoom. Questions. I was good on Zoom. Now You're I'm not at quite as good. It. Yeah. Really? Well, I just, I, I find myself like waiting for everyone else to ask a question because I'm the backup blogger. Like you're the blogger who's there <laughs> blogger and you're there all chief. the time. I'm just the backup blogger who's there when you're not there, <laughs> when you're, when you're busy getting your haircut or getting a perm or whatever you do to that yeah. thing. That's when I show up to the rank and I, I just, I'm not there every day. So it's kind of strange for me to get into questions. Sure. But when it was zoom, I was there all the time and I was always asking questions That's fair. and you know, having some fun. People, people love hearing questions from you. Anyways, I'm just saying. I, that question I had for Jim, those two questions. That was good, yeah. Was, I was... When, and man, normally you yeah. suck at questions, if we're yeah. being 100% honest. And you knew this through Zoom. You weren't like you you weren't even very good. You've talked about this. I think you've admitted it. But your question to Jim was good. Thanks. Yeah. I've Both of them were pretty good, actually. I've gotten a lot better. Like, yeah, anytime I ask a question now, especially because I'm a person, I make sure I've said it in my head about eight times. And yeah. Been, like, <laughs> Every, you know every way they could interpret it. Interpret you're this. doing that, and normally we don't ask the first question, but like when you do that, then like right when you're about to, like, okay, I'm going to jump in after Kuz here, and Kuz asks you the exact same question that you're about oh, to say. It's like, oh, no. Then like your brain's just like, day. that's what it's like. Uh, they just freeze. You can't do it. And not necessarily just with Kuz. That just happens every day. Yeah. Like, well, that's, beats I'm out now. It's for getting all the good. That's, you know what? Like, honestly, and I got a good story, I think, coming out of here, coming out of Aberystwyth pretty quick. And, I'll, I'll tease a little bit too. You got something for the AHL.com nice. coming up here very soon. Article coming up for the AHL.com, the big league. Well, the minor leagues is where you can find one of my articles at the, at the AHL here pretty soon, but getting like get, being on Abbotsford, I get a player for what it would normally be like going up to them in the room in Vancouver and being able to chat for 15 minutes. Cause I'm the only media member out there. They send them out and they put them in front of this Abbotsford, what do they call them? Back wall sort of thing. Backdrop. Backdrop. They put them out in front of that, but I'm the only one there. So I can ask questions for like 15 minutes. I talked to Vincent Arsenault about lobster fishing for 15 minutes, but that's, you know, getting out there is awesome because it's, I can, it, it feels like some sort of normality compared to what 
we have to deal with with the Vancouver Canucks is we're all in one room. You only get really a question or two. And it's not one-on-one. There's cameras in front of them, big bright lights. They're at, a, they're at a stand with a microphone in front of them. Like Abbotsford's where you can get some better stories. I'm excited to, to keep writing these fun stories on Abbotsford, man. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a lot of good stuff coming. Okay, let's cut to break. And then the other side, we'll further discuss the poll question because it was talking about forward lines. Yeah, let's we will talk about forward lines because we got more to talk about with the Vancouver Canucks. And it's the episode where we're trying not to talk about the hockey ops department. So keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. Winter is quickly approaching, but wait, that means your favorite seasonal brew is back to cheer you up. The Tukes of Hazard is now available across British Columbia and Alberta in their government and private liquor stores. This extra strong brew has a whopping 9.2% alcohol, big hop punch, even bigger body and aroma, and just a touch of white haze. The Parallel 49 fan favorite is smoother than a freshly cleaned ice rink. Muddlers. Muddlers Pink Lemonade. We are so excited to tell you guys about Muddler's Pink Lemonade, my drink of choice. You guys have all seen it by now. Faber and I went out drinking. That was my uh, drink of choice first night. I think that the catchphrase for this ad has to be, it's the only alcohol that Quads likes. Absolutely. It's so good. It's absolutely the best pink lemonade on the market by far. A lot of these other drinks are just a little too sweet for me. Like, I, I don't really like that. And this is like a nice mix because I also don't like when it tastes too much like alcohol. But this is like... The, the perfect balance. There's a reason that it was the drink I got when we went to the Parallel Street Kitchen as well. It, absolutely, man. It is the sweet spot for quads in the alcoholic beverage realm. You can find it, like you said, at Parallel 49 Street Kitchen and in a ton of liquor stores. All the BC liquor stores have it. It's the bright pink cans, Muddler's Pink Lemonade. Go out and try it today. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Chris, I want to talk more about the forward lines and more in particular, I want to talk about Short King Connor Garland coming in at five foot eight last night. Mm-hmm. Connor Garland, yeah, he's five foot eight. How tall is he? How tall are you? Five foot eight. Oh, okay. I think I'm the same height as Garland. Maybe. Yeah. We are. He's not five ten. He, he said he's five <laughs> eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I say I'm five ten once in a while. Well, once in a while, yeah. Once you, in a while, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. If you're swiping around on the Instagrams <laughs> and the old uh, the Instagrams, web, yeah, yeah, the websites that these kids are on nowadays, yeah. trying to find love. You're five ten on the love sites, dude. On the love sites, I'm six two, and I put the photo of you and I in the studio together. <laughs> oh yeah, well you stood, when you stood a foot away <laughs> from the camera, and I was it's all about perception, baby. Five feet back, it's all about perception. <laughs> Anyways, Jeez. regardless, uh, I do want to talk about Connor Garland because last night leads the Canucks in Corsi and Chris. At the time that the second period had expired, at five on five, the shot count was nine to zero in favor of the Canucks when Connor Garland was on the ice. Did not concede a single shot when he was on the ice last night in the first two periods of play. This guy has been absolutely dominant for the Canucks. I I don't know what else you can say about him. What I do want to say is that not only was he good, Vasily Colson as well has been really good. And it's something that I think we're kind of watching closely because the progression has kind of come out of nowhere. Like, if you watch Vasily Puckholzin's first game in the NHL or even his training camp, he really didn't look like the player that he is now. 
in just terms of being involved in the play in both ends of the ice, confidence with the puck on his stick, confidence going into board battles. Vasily Colson is looking like an extremely confident player right now. And the reason I bring these two guys up is obviously Garland with the shot share and all that, and Colson also putting up ex- outstanding underlying numbers last night. If you're trying to get Elias Patterson going, and by the way, I thought Elias Patterson had a great game on Sunday night. I thought it was a step in the right direction for him. If you're trying to get Elias Patterson going, it's a no-brainer to play him with these two guys right now. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's a spot where you're going to get Patterson back to being a center. There's going to be a little bit more pressure on him in the faceoff doc because he won't have Miller on his side to kind of help him out. But I, I'm with you there, too. Like, you know, this is a pairing that as a winger duo has been the best for the Vancouver Canucks this season consistently throughout the season. Maybe there's some games where you really like what Pearson and Huglander have done. Mm-hmm. But consistently throughout the year, if you look at it as one big brick, which we should because we're a quarter way through the season. Shout out to my old elementary school, Quarterway Elementary, where the, at this point in the season, Pedersen's been struggling. I would put them with the I would put him with the winger duo that's been the best to see if they can get something going because we've talked about this a little bit with Pod Colson, where we want to see more of his intensity that he's brought throughout his career that I've followed in the KHL that we've all seen at the World Juniors, and he had to be dragged into the fight a little bit. They, that's really happened with Garland. Like he's seen out there on the ice with Garland, seeing how hard Garland goes into the other corner. And then when the puck comes around to Pod Colson's corner, he's like, I got to do the same thing Garland's doing. I got to get in there hard and, and work for that puck. They just seem to work together in offensive zones in the corners, coming out to the neutral zone. I think that those two could help drag Pedersen into it a little bit more. And the thing that I like about those two is how well they work. That's it. That's how, that's what I meant to say. Just how well they work. Like they work really hard Mm. to get the pucks. No one works harder than Connor Garland. Like he's got to work really hard to battle against these bigger bodies on the boards and pod Coles in a little bit of a bigger body himself, but he's got a really good puck skills on the board play. And I think that could really open up some space for, Pedersen to kind of find some open ice, find some soft spots in the defense, but also at the same time, drag Pedersen into getting into those board battles too. Because I think back to like, remember the first two preseason games that Pedersen got into? And the one thing that we were saying on this show was like, man, it's nice to see Pedersen back in the board battles. He's so good at them. And we were like saying how nice it was to see him see how well he works with a stick when he's in a board battle. I think they got to pull him into the fight a little bit here. And and I do... I, I love like I love the idea of seeing that trio play together. And it's so weird because like, man, think about the like in the offseason where like I, I think I was kind of joking around of like, let's see Pod Coles and play with Pedersen. That would be amazing. Maybe it'll happen at the end of the year. But it's like, man, with the way things are going, like you can throw whatever at the wall right now and hope that it works. And I, I do think that putting that pairing together, like the lines, I wouldn't touch the Horvat Pearson Huglander line. They just seem to work. together right like they just seem to work together not every game but when the Canucks are on they that's a line that you do kind of like to see play together but like I said with with Dickinson Miller and Besser I think that there's a little bit of potential there too especially if they're being used you know because in in this situation one of the the either Miller Besser Dickinson line or the Garland Pedersen Pod Colson line one of those two is going to be getting bottom six competition and they should be eating against that. And right now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Pedersen line there getting it because nobody's nobody's line matching Elias Pedersen anymore. Like fourth lines are going up against him and he's not getting anything done. If they're going up against a line that's really starting to play well, they probably you know that they probably wouldn't. They would end up getting top six competition. But the Miller line with Besser and Dickinson getting bottom six competition, yeah, like that, that should too. be a third line that's beating a lot of other teams' third lines. But you know, we talk about this and, and on paper, it's right. It should be working. But 
they need to go out and do it too, right? Because like, yes, we're talking about a little bit of excitement here, which is kind of nice because we haven't done this on the podcast in a while. But there's some potential there for it to work. They need to go out and do it, though, on a road trip, a five-game road trip that kicks off against Pittsburgh, who's got Sidney Crosby back in the lineup. No uh, no Malkin, though. I think Malkin's no Malkin. still out. No Malkin. But they got to go out and do it, right? Like the, On paper, they should be able to do it. That's what we're seeing with this forward group. Now they got to go out and do the work. Right, they got to go out and do the work. They can't just bank on what they've done in the past, which is something we've seen throughout a lot of this season. And man, this road trip's going to mean a lot. <laughs> it's every every road trip and every homestand that keeps coming up here. It's going to mean a lot. So we're going to have to see them go out and actually play the game and play up to their potential. I hope they can get something going this weekend. Start to put together a couple wins because though we're we're feeling, I feel like happy that we're talking hockey. They also just lost two games on this homestand and only won one game. So they got to start putting some wins together here. Even if, you know, if playoffs are out of the conversation already, at least start to put some positive things together for this team. Cause right now there's so much negative that these guys just got to go out and give Canucks fans something to want to buy a ticket to go and watch when they're on home ice or want to pay attention to what's happening online or, or anything really right now. Cause you know, it's it, people are going to start, really just dialing out right like people are going to stop caring at this point in the season they're at a tipping point now of that and i think that's the part where you just want to see these guys go and work and they have all the pet all the potential to go do it and i expect to see the lines that we're kind of talking about here what we see for this road trip at least to start it i think so and i think tuesday's skate uh practice will be a very telling because travis did say in response to his question to Daniel or his answer to Daniel Wagner, he did say you could see it again. And to me, that sounds like a coach ready to try anything. And why wouldn't you, right? Like your team didn't win against a tired Chicago team. Like that, that, that in itself sucks. We're not going to spend much time talking about that. Like, I don't even want to talk about that I, loss. Like, I they didn't get you, the are you, are you as into it as I am about the, the idea of Dickinson Miller and Besser? Yeah, actually, once you brought it's like it a, up, a low budget yeah. lotto line, like what's what, what would you call it, like a fifty fifty line because it's a little bit less uh, summer of sixty nine line. You know why? Why? Because summer of sixty nine, the yeah. song, right? It's about like Brian Adams. Yeah, yeah, it's about being you know eighteen or graduating high school or whatever. Eighteen, Jason Dickinson, okay. sixty nine, uh, Brock Besser, GT Miller, summer sixty nine, summer sixty nine line. Okay, I, that's that's what I'm calling it. Did you think of that? Yeah, I just thought of that. that's pretty good. That's pretty good on the spot. It really was actually. Yeah. I deserve I a little more credit. I thought you. I thought you've seen this somewhere. No, you just came up with that on the spot. I just came up with that. Summer of '69 line. Nice. TM. TM. I just said TM. No one else can say it. There we go. So yeah, it's the low budget lotto line. No, it's the summer of '69 oh, line. Yeah, the summer of '69 line. Yeah, that's, that's got a, a nice ring to it. It does. That's a pretty good one there. Okay, you I heard guess, it here first, yeah, I guess, folks. I guess we just got the name of the episode. That's good. No, we have to make sure people know that this is a fun and happy episode. So we'll put the fun summer of 69. The fun summer. <laughs> Will that make people click? It's a great song, do. too, yeah, by the way. It is. Absolutely. One you of my, uh, Maybe we'll play it on the outro. When I'm playing, when I, uh, I got a houseboat uh, playlist, which is just like, it's one of the best playlists you'll ever want. It's about, it's about 14 hours long. You run it the whole day when we're on a houseboat. This is what me and the boys used to do back on the island. We go to Sprout Lake. Listeners of the, sh- I know we got some listeners of the show. The son of the guy who owns the houseboats or something, or he lives up there. He listened to the show, left him a Canucks combo tee. He left left us a case of beer when we uh, got onto the houseboat there. Wow. Nice little trade off. So shout out to the listener up there in Sprout Lake. We get on the houseboats up there. I tell you what, that's good stuff. You get out there, you got no service on the phones, just the boys. 
bunch of drinks. You got a hot tub on the top deck. That's that's good vibes right there, man. I need I need one of those. I I could go on a houseboat right now. I don't care how cold it is. I'd mm. jump in the lake. I get a hot if there's a hot tub up. Hot top? tub on top, but I tell you what, you wake up in the morning, you go up you go up top on the on the top deck to get a little fresh air, a little bit of sun, and you look at that hot tub water and you're thinking, What the hell was I doing in that last night? It'll be a shade of burgundy is what the water looks like. It's some like, cause you're at night, you're partying, you're spilling drinks all in there, all the stuff. Oh. And then you're like, Oh, it's a hot tub. You wake up in the morning, you look at that water and you're thinking, Holy hell. I can't believe I was in that mud bath last night. It's disgusting in there. How do you, this is a stupid question, but do they like drain the hot tub? Yeah. You what? drain it. You just drain it. And then you fill it up with uh, lake water again. So it's lake water. It's not going to be the perfect hot. It's literally just like hot water from the lake. Oh, cool. So I like that. Yeah, it's fine. You don't have like, well, you got running water, but it's just lake water. So interesting. Yeah, I got to get back. Man, I'll tell you, we get back out there again. I went on a bachelor bachelor party out there last that's right. year. That's yeah. right. Brendan's bachelor party. Well, that's what I got. The playlist is called Brendan's bachelor. And I got a picture of batch <laughs> as the front of cover. I'm not even joking. <laughs> you told batch that too. You yeah, like that. I showed a TikTok star <laughs> Brendan bachelor. Yeah, we were just talking about him on the way in. That's right. Anyway. Uh, Everyone's well, following suit. I see Harm's got a TikTok account. Right on my You're heels. trying to get your TikToks going. Mine, mine's doing pretty well. Yeah, you've you got some likes on a few of those things. I'll give you props for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Nation CA has a TikTok account now. As well. I want to talk about. Okay, are we done with the, anything else? Well, let's talk. We'll do prospects at the end. What do you want to bring up here? Well, I want to go off off a little Canucks topic. Okay, for a let's. Second. You know what? We've had a lot of people that say they they like when we keep it on topic to Canucks, and okay. they, we have a lot of people who. Say that they like it when we go off topic. So choose your own adventure here on Canucks Convo, folks. If you want Canucks talk, stay tuned because Chris is going to do his prospects report right now. If you want, you know, whatever, I don't even know what Chris is going to bring up. If you want non-hockey talk, fast forward about, what, five, ten minutes? Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You'll see what happens. Chris, prospects report. Well, no, if you like both, you can just listen to both. How about that? First of all, this uh, I've seen Kuz reporting JT Miller potentially to Minnesota. Fiala, I've heard once. I listen to Thirty One Thoughts. I don't listen to Thirty One Thoughts often, but I've been listening lately because they got they've started with some Canucks top off the top with both. But to, uh, I listen there saying Fiala wants out of Minnesota, and then I see the report fit, apparently the report from Coos about it. Man, I tell you, Fiala is a really good goal scorer. Yeah, he is, but he's not a good fit with the Canucks moving forward. Canucks, if they are going to move a JT Miller, that's the sign of starting to do like they can make they can do a retool. That is an option for the Vancouver Canucks at this point. Might be the smartest option to do a quick retool. To be very possible, but that's you know. Then you're talking about maybe Horvat, maybe Besser, you definitely Miller. Horvat. The thing is, I see I see Horvat's name and trade stuff all the time, and rightfully so. But when they made him captain, you basically gave him a no trade clause. Signed you don't you don't trade soul your captain. away to the devil. It's not going to happen. They're not going to trade their captain. Like you can talk about it all you want, folks. It's not going to happen. They're not going to trade both unless they hit a rebuild, like hit a real hard R if rebuild. If he asks out, then sure, but he's not asking out. No, and it would be next year. They wouldn't do it this year. But JT yeah. Miller, man, I tell you, if they are wanting to retool, because I don't know if they can sign JT Miller next after on his next contract. I don't know if they can like actually with the money to do it. And at his age, he's going to be look. He can hit free agency and make a lot of money. And I don't think he's taking any sort of discount to stay here. Oh <laughs> hell no, he is not taking a discount. Might even make the pay more to stay here. So like, I wonder if he has more value this year or next year if you trade him. Like next year, he's a rental. This year, you get him. You get him for two playoff runs if you trade for JT Miller. Yeah, JT Miller would give. I think he'd get you a pretty good haul. Like if you were to just spitball an idea, he's getting you a first 
a prospect and something, I think. Well, absolutely. Like, Stefan Roger wrote an article on Canucks Army about this. He wrote six teams and what they could offer mm-hmm. in return. And the one team he pointed out that I really liked to look at was the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, th- there's a couple young right-handed D prospects. Not really prospects. Like, they're in their early 20s. So, they're young um, and they're right-handed and they have a lot of potential still. So it'd be like one of those in a first-round pick and maybe like a roster player. Yeah, you could start talking new hook and picks to get. Oh yeah, for for Miller, right? For like, Miller, absolutely. Like, I, is it too much to think you get a first and new hook? Maybe you throw in like a fourth. JT yeah, Miller and a throw, fourth. If you if you give JT Miller in a fourth, I think you could get. You think you can get a because you're getting a first. That's going to be a, late a first. That's a twenty seventh exactly. plus exactly. type thing. You're getting Newhook, who is an exciting prospect. Very young to to hop into the NHL. Good for him, but it's not like he's lighting it up. No, he's not. He's not a top six player right now. Yeah. He could be down the road. I think he still projects to be a winger, and I think that would be to have a guy who maybe can play some center, but likely is just a winger moving forward. Yeah. You know, I I think that's a move that doesn't really like scream that you're going into a rebuild, but makes a lot of sense for the Vancouver Canucks in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because I just they can't. They're they shouldn't and they can't re-sign JT Miller after this contract. I think they should get some value out of because they're not winning the cup this year. Highly doubt they're winning the cup next year. I think it's. I think that they really need to explore it a little bit more. And I think it would help. I think JT Miller would be. Listen, I think he likes it here in Vancouver for sure. But I think he likes winning more than he likes Vancouver too. I think yeah. JT Miller would be even content moving somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, but I, you I know, Coos had the idea of Minnesota, and that's that's sort of the Fiala road. I don't. That's what I don't want. Like, I don't want Benning to go after another guy who's into his later twenties. That is going to be. I don't like. I don't think like man. I don't know because Fiala is a really good scorer, right? But there, there's been problems with Fiala in in Nashville in the room. There's problems apparently in Minnesota with him in the room. And yeah, I, I, I'm going to be curious what happened. I think Fiala is getting shot pretty hard because Russo's reporting that and Russo like, man, I, I, think, dialed in. I think they even said this on uh 30, or 32, 32 thoughts, 32 thoughts yeah. now, but it was saying like, is any other beat reporter, like reporter on there, like dialed into their team? Russo is like the number one connection with the team reporter. I don't think anyone does a better job than him. No, absolutely. He's, he's great. Absolutely. For the athletic uh, in Minnesota there. He's, he's fantastic, but what I will say about Alex Newhook is He's about as dialed in as I was with the VIU Mariners back in uh, 2018. You should you should have seen the article. I was pumping. I was in the team. I, everything you need about the VIU Mariners and the BCIHL. Chris Faber, search out. You probably find a couple articles right now. I wrote it. There was a story I wrote about a guy who changed his name. I wrote a whole story about a guy who changed his name to be becoming a police officer. So he, he changed. So he his changed name his name. Maybe he's, he became a police. Maybe he's officer? hiding his past or something. I can't remember the Jeez. exact story, but he changed it because I came back and I was I showed up to VIU like I covered them for one year. Maybe it was like 2017. Then I came back in the 2018 season and I'm like, damn, they're missing their top defenseman, the guy who was like good, played in the BCHL, fought all the time, was tough as hell. And then I was like, well, he's not back on this team anymore. That's too bad. But I was thinking, I was like, geez, that this new guy they got, though, he sure looks like the other guy. And he sure plays like him quite a bit. It, turns out it was him. He just changed his name, like changed his first and last name. Wow. BCIHL, man. They, there's some stories. If you can, if you go digging, you'll find them. Yeah, that is a story. Anyway, what I was going to say about Newhook, for people that are curious, because I'm sure they're, they are while they're driving and listening to this, two goals and two assists in six games this year at the NHL level. And with the Colorado Eagles, he's got 10 games played and 11 points. 
So you're taking a bit of a bet, but it's a I good like bet. bet. I like that bet too, a guy. An exciting player. Yeah, I got to see a lot firsthand when I was covering Coquitlam Express. I would even if it was a second in New Hook, just for Miller. I like that bet. I'd like that bet a lot. Second's going to be a 55th overall pick, but you know, it's where they found Klimovich. It is where they found Klimovich. It's where they found Hoaglander too. Yeah, and I think there's some like Colorado's one of the teams I've heard Toronto's name floated around. Minnesota's name's obviously being thrown around a little bit too. Like, there's a lot of teams that would be willing to like take the cap hit of Miller. Oh, he's yeah. making what five two five? Yeah, he's yeah, he's well worth the five for what five. he's going to bring to your team. Absolutely, and for a team you know like in Colorado right now, Nazem Kadri also give him credit. He's the hottest player in the NHL right now. Like he's got I think eleven points in his last. Uh, last like eight games or something. He's, he's always been good against really, the Canucks. Really too. holding down the fort yeah. in Nate McKinnon's absence. He's been really good. Was JT Miller the one who slammed him into the post? Uh, yes. Be, yeah. yeah, it was. Well, that's Walt. Kiss Newhook goodbye. He's not going over there anymore. Kadri's <laughs> got pull in that organization. Yeah. From no. what Kadri's done in the playoffs last couple of years. Oh, yeah. They, he's got pull. That's a joke. <laughs> no kidding. Um, okay. Prospects report. Prospects report. I Man, I tell you. <laughs> Aiden frickin' McDonough, man. So Northeastern, I mentioned this on the radio show. Northeastern scored three goals this weekend, okay? They got a one nothing win. They got Devin Levi back there. Just an outstanding goaltender. Yep. Team Canada goaltender. People remember him from the World Juniors. He's playing for Northeastern. one nothing shutout on Friday. Big shutout for the boys against Boston University. BU, their big, uh, their big rival. Then they go to a 2-2 tie where they end up winning in a shootout, but they call it a tie in college hockey, you know. Way she goes. They win in the shootout, get the extra point. So they scored three goals on the weekend. Aiden McDonough scored three goals on the weekend as well. Aiden McDonough plays for Northeastern. Aiden McDonough scored all three of Northeastern's goals this weekend in a weekend where they went undefeated. Wow. He scored every goal, all three of the goals for Northeastern. He scored. He's up to 11 goals now. And he's ripping it up. I've seen uh, Jack Rathbone giving us some hype today yep, on uh, Instagram that. as well. I tell you. I mentioned this on the show, and you disagreed with it, but I, I wonder if Aiden McDonough is the Canucks' top prospect at this point. Like, I, I can see McDonough putting up big numbers in the AHL right now. I I wouldn't be surprised, like, a big body who can work on his skating, who worked on his skating this offseason for the first time with a skating coach. I think if he can work on his skating just a little bit more, like he could seriously be a guy who you would like to see in your bottom six, like maybe next year who can score has a really good shot has a good awareness around that. He's big. He's strong. The goal he scored on Friday where he just bounced two defenders Mm -hmm. off of his back. Like he's a big, strong kid. And if he can work on his skating another summer here, like now that if he signs at the end of this year and can get with whoever, like Mackenzie Braid, maybe out there in Abbotsford, really good skating coach who the Abbotsford Canucks have. Mackenzie Braid's uh, mom is like works with the stars, like works with the the top name NHL stars. She's known as kind of the best skating coach in the world for hockey players. Mackenzie Braid's the son of her, and he's with Abbotsford. Like he's got good connections. He's a good skating coach on his own. I see the work that he's putting out there with Abbotsford right now. A lot of improvement, working with guys like Klimovich a ton, Chase Waters a ton. If you can get McDonough with a really good skating coach, and that's the last part of his game that you want to round out, because he's improved after his freshman year, really worked on his defense. His defense looked better in his sophomore year. 
Then he worked on his skating going into his junior year. So he's got the shot. He's always had the shot. He worked on his defense. He worked on his skating. If he can just improve his defense and skating a little bit more, I tell you, like an NHL NHL player there, I think he's the Canucks top prospect. I think he's I think he's going to be a bigger impact in the NHL than Mikey DiPietro, Jet Wu. Like Daniela Klimovich is the only one that I can't say for certain because it's so yeah. new with Klimovich. But right now, I'd if I were to make a midseason ranking, I'd putting him at number one. That's interesting. I think I'd still have DiPietro and Klimovich ahead of him. I think Klimovich just since he's scoring at the AHL level and he's actually playing at the well, AHL level when nobody expected him. He hasn't to. scored since the he scored in his first two games. He hasn't scored since. Just the fact that he's playing there though, yeah, is huge. Like nobody expected and, him to be in the NHL. Yeah, that's true. And at 18, like you got to give him props for that. It's yeah. it would be nice for him to get a couple more here. Like he is, he's doing some good things, but he's also like he's at the point now where I think they they do have to question if they want to send him to the queue, but they just can't. They have no forwards out there. Mm. They got like because of the movement and the and things happening in the NHL, they don't really they don't have like. I feel like if you were to just like at the way the season started, I feel like they had like fourteen forwards. But then, like, Justin Bailey gets called up. Like, he's back down there now, and they actually have some forwards. But they've been playing defensemen at forward. Like, Devontae Stevens has been playing forward. Alex knut has been playing forward. Like, they just they can't send Klimovich down because, because they need forwards. They just need guys who can play forward. Otherwise, I, I, would, I would think that they would be really thinking about sending him back to the queue. Or hmm. down to the queue. He's never been there, but down to the queue. Interesting. I think you know. I, I think even the HL is probably the smartest. And decision. I tell you, if if Aiden McDonough goes and wins the Hobie Baker, phew, come on. Okay, I got to ask here. you this, not to be, just play devil's advocate. Why should any Canucks fan believe in Aiden McDonough more than they believed in Adam Gaudet, Zach McEwen, Jonah Gadjevich, Coland, all these guys that were great prospects coming in, but kind of fluttered out? Why should anybody believe that Aiden McDonough is going to be more than that? Uh, big strong body had NHL traits coming out as a draft pick and has improved in a lot of other parts of his game. Big thing of his, obviously just a big bodied guy had an NHL skill off the top. That's why he was drafted. Even as a seventh round pick, he had an NHL shot. His NHL shots gotten better, but he was nowhere near any other spot close to ready to the NHL. Like his skating, he looked like Bambi. He grew a bunch in that final year. Nobody was going to draft him. It was nice that Judd Brackett went out and got him. Obviously, Judd picked him because he was a Northeastern guy. Like, mm-hmm. this was, you know, Aiden McDonough is a Judd Brackett pick. You know, I, I, that's the thing. He'd be like, man, I'd be worried if Minnesota tries to get him. If he goes to a senior, watch Minnesota try and sign him out uh, out of his uh, senior season, which is why you, you want to get him signed this year. But he's really improved. Like, he's massively improved. And you brought it up the other day. You're like, you're like, oh, even if he wins a Hobie Baker, look, Adam got at one, the Hobie Baker. You know who else has won the Hobie Baker? Johnny in the past like seven years, Johnny Goudreau, Jack Eichel, Jimmy VC, but you know that's that's one of the Adam Gaudet. You know what all those guys have in common though? Hmm. First round picks. Everybody you just Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Goudreau's a first round pick, like a fifth round pick. Johnny Goudreau. No, he wasn't. Will Butcher is another one who won. Kale McCarr, Cole Caulfield. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Goudreau is not uh, a top pick. Johnny Goudreau is a late round pick. I know you're googling this up, but wow. Yeah, you're right. Fifth? Did I nail it? No, fourth. Fourth? Okay. Still, I for some reason I thought Johnny Goudreau was like a first round. No, pick. he's so look at how small he is. He's not going in the first round back That's in true. in twenty thirteen. No way. Man, if only Sham Sharon was drafting. Yeah. <laughs> for, you know the Sham Sharon story. Yes, right? I know the Sham Sharon. Should story. I tell him the I'm podcast? Just look, I'm just looking at other. You, you uh, keep looking up that while I quickly well, no, okay, break down ahead. what Sham is. So former uh managing editor of Canucks Army, I believe it was Reese, Reese Jessup. 
made this uh, bot named Sham Sharon, and it was a bot that they made to see if it could outdraft the Canucks and Jim Benning in particular solely based on just selecting whoever. BPA. Yeah, best player available based on points in whatever league they were playing in. And the draft year, like, it was hilarious. Like, they ended up taking Braden Point in the first round and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff, and it was so funny because Andrew Harris wrote an article for us uh, since I took over as managing editor where he looked back on it, and it was funny because he wrote a line that really resonated with me. It was, Sham Sharon doesn't actually watch hockey, so Sham Sharon doesn't know that Braden, points, Braden Point is 5'9 and won't be able to play in the NHL. <laughs> it's like, that's the thinking from GMs, right? Is, you know, this guy's 5'9, yeah. he's not going to be able to compete, he's not going to be able to play in the NHL, and sure enough, Braden Point comes through. You should do that this year for the draft. Bust out Sham Sharon, bring up, fire bring up back, the bot. Bring back Sham. Yeah. Bring back Sham. All right, now that we can, now we got the hockey stuff out of the way. I got to bring it. Well, no, it's still hockey stuff. Actually, it's just not Canuck stuff. We brought okay. this up on the radio show. You didn't play. You didn't play road hockey in elementary school at recess. No, no, we didn't. We every single recess, we had two goalies. We had you know ten to twelve guys and girls, and we would be playing hockey every single day at recess from like. From grade one to grade five, when Harewood School, the school that I went to, shout out Harewood Elementary, Harewood in the hood, my old elementary school, shut down when I was in grade uh, grade five, and we played hockey every single day. And I don't know if it's something about the Vancouver spots. Like, do you guys had hockey nets, right? Like outside of your school? Nope. You didn't nope. have hockey nets out in like your. No, we did not. In the courtyard or something? Nope. Man, we played. Most schools here don't. Like, go look at really? an elementary school. Go go drive. When you're driving by an elementary school next, just like, look, there's no, there's like basketball hoops and that's it. Yeah. We would have basketball hoops, but they were like, ch- uh, a net was like chained to them. So you could spin around back when you want to play basketball. You spin around front, you that's play hockey. That's sick. We, could, we didn't have that. Oh my goodness. I, the, see, this blew me away the other day. And I was thinking like every school in Nanaimo, especially when I was a kid. And, and I think still now, like. There, it was well known that like some elementary schools had gorgeous. They had full like boards and like gla- like normally what? not glass, but like uh, chain just like chain. Yeah, yeah. Like they would have their own little uh, not arenas, but what am I trying to say? Like a, not a rink yeah. either, but well, you know yeah, street yeah. rink. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like an element- all of the elementary schools in Nanaimo had at least nets. Some of them, I remember Hammond what? Bay. Theirs had like a they had full boards, real nice nets and everything, and like that's where we went and played. Like even our high school NDSS had a tennis thing in the backyard that in the back of the school that was split into two rinks and, and it was all chain fence like man the hairwood like where the elementary school i went to the the courts just on like a, a slant so you always wanted to be going down because literally the other you had to run uphill to go the other way huh. the goalie who was at the top of the hill you always had a pretty easy day and uh yeah i was just blown away when you said that on the radio you and and jmo was with us and you guys both said that you never played hockey at lunch. And I was like, okay, maybe it was for you because you're younger. But J-Mo said it too. They never played hockey. No, no, we didn't. So I want like, man, that's so strange because every day was street. And like after school, you're waiting to get picked up. You tell your mom, like you're out, you're out of school at three. You say, mom, come get me about 430. Like you're pl- we're playing hockey all like an hour and a half after school every day. That's breaking sticks all the time. Like everyone had their own hockey stick that you brought and everything. I was blown away when you said that. I can't believe that. How much did like road hockey did you play growing up? Like, like? a ton, but that but was like the, when did you do it? Uh, in my on my weekends and like oh, yeah, we there were a lot of people at my school who liked to play road hockey. We just didn't do it at school. We used to have big big groups of people come out. I was always in net, which is fun. I still got my pads. You know what? I found a photo today of me 
with the school ball hockey team in net. Hold on. Yeah, wait. Did you guys have like, did you go play other schools in ball hockey? Yes, we did. Okay. We had that a little bit, like when I was just finishing up. You would go play, like you'd put your all-star team together, go play another elementary school. That was cool. Yeah. We only did that once or twice, though. Yeah, that's me in uh, grade 10. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Those are some nice pads you got there for... uh, Yeah. I I went and bought them. No free ads, but... uh, Actually, I'm not going to give a free ad. Not there you go. Give a free ad. Well, ours were, ours looked a little bit more rough than that because we're playing on the you know on the cement. That's well, this nice was like indoor floor. This hockey, was like yeah. actual ball hockey. Like and I had to got be properly and protected. Yeah. yeah, our jerseys were a joke. We were the only school that didn't have our our team name on the front. It was a they were Man. Columbus Blue Jackets practice jerseys. Yeah, you think that's a joke? My school was so like old and and cheap and didn't have any money. Harewood, we had three <laughs> different team names because we couldn't afford to get. Uh, like we couldn't afford new jerseys or anything. So we had our basketball jerseys. We were like the Harewood Hurricanes and then our football <laughs> shirts, like our pennies or whatever we wore. Yeah. We were uh, the Harewood uh, something else. Like we, we had three different team like logos for each sport, like volleyball jerseys we had. But we were it was like the Hurricanes, the Hoopers or something was like our, our basketball jerseys and then something else. And we had like then there was like a different thing in the gym that was up like a big team name on the thing we had three different jerseys three different like team and we sucked because we had the final year that i went to that elementary school this was a school that was from kindergarten to grade seven and we had 86 students in the final year like i i my class had like there was like seven other people in my grade in my final year of elementary school i was in a class that was a five six seven split it was crazy that is crazy we had, yeah that school was like a hundred years old they had to they had to bulldoze it down. It's not even there anymore. My old uh, elementary school that I grew up going to. Wow. I was just going to say, this team that I just brought up, uh, I just looked because I was just reminiscing a little bit about the team. I was in grade 10. Mm. Wasn't great. A Jeez, lot of the I thought teams that was all... even like grade four. Actually, you know what? I was in grade nine there. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. A small little kid. And man. I was in net, too. And yeah. uh, you know well, what? Arthur's Urbase vibes in there. Man, I, I got to tell you, the other teams were all like senior players. And in, in grade 12, I was a little more, you know, I, I was also still 115 pounds, but I was a lot more confident in my abilities. Mm. So I was playing center because nobody else could win faceoffs. And I was, I was out at center uh, in my grade 12 year and we had a different goalie, which was fine. But uh, yeah, in that year in grade nine, I was so bad and nobody played defense in front of me. Oof. And that was really tough. But... We had one player named Nick Holoko who played in the WHL. With yeah, I recognize Seattle, the name. Seattle Thunderbirds. Yep. Uh, and he just kicked ass. It was so fun watching. Because he, like, it was a non-contact league, but it's hard to call it when like he's running in a straight line and he's just all he's doing is protecting the ball and a defender gets in front of him. You and should search up. It goes he, down. He might have played in the BCIHL. He played in the BCHL. I just he played a couple three games the Coquitlam Express. I just looked up his. He was in the dub DB. too. You said dub Seattle Thunderbirds uh, for like six years. Why does his name sound so familiar? Sounds like he was in the BCI. I tell you, the that's name. a that's a strong BCI name. Is Nick Holoko? You looked up as a lead. He wasn't in I the did. BCI. No, he wasn't in the BCI. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there was some Holokos and uh, I mean I, maybe as a brother. I don't know. We're maybe. talking a lot about a guy that I I like hardly ever talked to and went to high school with. Well, maybe he listens to the pod now. Probably not, but uh, 
Yeah, shout out to uh, Nick Loco. Yeah, man, I tell was, you, that was great. I missed the year. old uh, old road hockey, like so many hours playing road hockey. And then you get up, like what, that's what we used to do. And then on weekends, the dads would show up, right? Oh, the baby. dads would come out. And that's when, you, well, I tell you, like we, you get. He a, did play in the PCI. I told you, I, I knew that name. He played for Simon Fraser University. I freaking, was he the captain? I feel like he might have been. I don't think a, he was the captain. There's no C beside his name there? No. I swear, I knew that name sounded familiar. Wow. I used to call those games. Yeah, no, you're, you were right. Was he 2017, 2018 for SFU? Uh, yes, that was Nicholas his Nicholas Holoko, is that his name? Yes. Yeah, dude, I've said this dude's name before. And wow. I used to do play by yeah, play he used to them. just rip it up for us really? on the ball hockey team. It was yeah. great. I feel like he was the captain. I feel like he might have been the captain of... Uh, yeah, it doesn't say on, on here. What's his stats? Well, he was scoring, I remember. I yeah, I 11 points goals. in nine games Look at that, that eh? year that you, uh, that you watched. Wow, what a weird connection. We talked a little BCI in the middle of the episode there, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. That, but yeah, I tell you that, that the weekends on the road hockey with the dads, they'd get involved. My dad out there, oh geez, my Eating dad all the other a, dads alive. My dad wasn't a player, but I tell you what, if anybody got a little physical, that's when my my dad was ready to throw anytime. He he would he had a my dad has a has a howitzer of a slap shot, and that's it. Just one of the most uncoordinated guys you've ever you'd see on a with a hockey stick, but you could, you know, he's an enforcer. He's an enforcer defenseman. If you if you're making your NHL player. Which I, I just picked up NHL, by the way. I got NHL 22. I got oh. no time to play it. Yeah. But I bought it. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll play some games here. But I heard I'm getting screwed here because I got an Xbox One. It's not the new console. It's apparently it's the same game as last year. Huh. What are yeah. you searching up now? that you, You're getting all quiet. You're, you're dabbling your phone. You're DMing people. And yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at something about uh, the ball hockey team. I just found my stats. I don't really want to read them out loud. 740 save percentage. 840. That's not bad in ball That's hockey. pretty bad. No, it's pretty bad. Like, and that was when they Thatcher Demko did it in I t- front of me. One day I'm going to I'm going to dig up the old Uvic. Uh, you got to see my scoring is ridiculous. Okay. 50, gotta, 50 goals in 07. It was for me it was 50 and 12 Danny Heatley style. Appalled to watch what I looked like as a goaltender back in those days. And I I I'm sure I could find a video because like here's the thing is now I know all about post integration. Like I could I could legitimately watch a goaltender and help correct things in that goaltender's game. But when I was playing back then, I didn't know anything. I had no coaching. I was just, my training was my brother shooting pucks at me when I was a kid and just trying my best to stop it and trying to emulate what I saw on TV. But I never knew anything about like how to properly integrate to a post. Like the, the reverse VH, I I don't even know if I would do that now. Like I, I might still do a regular VH because that's what I used to do. When I was like in the post, so right. probably snipe on me short side. Just, my brother used to be the goaltender, and he would have he should have stuck with it because he was a he was always pretty he was like the short kid always until like grade twelve. Mm-hmm. My brother just shot up to like six two. He got all this length. He should have stuck with it if he would have gotten because that's what that's what happens with these kids. If you learn good, like that's the thing about being small when you're when you're young and you're learning sports. You got to really learn how to be good at it when you're small. You got to be really good when you're small. And then if you get these growth spree, guy I played baseball with, Brendan McCarthy, smallest kid on the team. But like until we were like 14, 15, he was just the smallest kid, probably the worst player on the team. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could say his comment couldn't hit, couldn't hit a ball out of the infield. And then, and then he just comes back one year for baseball. He boom, six foot four. He's jacked all of a sudden. And he's one. He's probably the best baseball player I played with. He got a scholarship down to Texas, played four years down there, and got a degree out of it. And uh, yeah, that's what the you know these kids that are short. If you're if you're a kid out there listening short, you you better you know keep practicing the fundamentals and hope that a grocery's coming. You know, grade ten, eleven. 
Boom, you're all good to go. Don't get your hopes up too high, though, kids. Yeah, I'm speaking from, I'm speaking from uh, experience. I'm a growth spree. You're not. Well, you know what? I did have a big growth spurt because I was 5'2 before. Yeah, that's true. Right? And then, you know, 5'8, I'm pretty happy with my height. I, I competed in like, I got to see, uh, see my best friend Chad uh, at the Canucks game the other night. Mm-hmm. When, when was the one we were both at there? We were both at Friday's game? Yeah. Friday's game. Yeah. Um, against, was it the Jets on Friday, right? Yeah. And, Got to see him when we went to high school. The first day of high school, he was five foot one, and I was six foot one, and we were like best friends, right? <laughs> and then he, well, he didn't grow very much either. He's only about five seven now, but like, you know, I didn't grow very much either. I guess he grew more than me after that too, because I was already <laughs> six foot one going into into high school. But yeah, that no, photo you showed me of you when you were twelve, I could not believe. Is that, that. The, the picture of me and him? That the one of me and him? Yeah, standing yeah, yeah. in front of. Yeah, oh, that's I great. Could not seven. Believe you were twelve. That's insane. Yeah, post the picture. Of, I don't you think I've tweeted it. that one out yet. You got to post it because someone's gonna listen to this and want to see it. You got to post it. Just, Maybe it'll be one of those things you post with no context. You just tweet it out. No, no caption. Yeah, people think it's you and me. That'll that'll get me over the hill. Get me to ten point four. Yeah, there you that'll, go. That'll be the final. There you go. One. All right, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I'm done here. I got no more non hockey stuff to talk yeah. about. Fun hey, episode. This, this was a lot of fun. It was nice. Uh, I, was, I like coming to the podcast and and coming out of it. Come here to have some fun. Talk a little hockey. No hockey ops thing. We didn't do anything. I didn't. We said Benning's name once or twice. And one of them was oh, to talk good. about him having a mailbag. That's true. No hatred toward Jim Benning on this show. No, I mean, good. You know, let's just wait and see what happens. we got an emergency podcast. The button, you know, they, they got those. Uh, you put the glass case over the button. You yeah, pull it yeah, open. Yeah. The case is open. The button's ready to be smashed. Yep. Emergency podcast is coming. As soon as it happens, I'm dropping. Whatever we're doing, we're dropping. We'll be in here. It'll be out within an hour, hour and a half, because it yep. takes a little bit to upload. But exactly. we'll be ready for an emergency podcast. That's all for me. You can mute my mic now like you normally do. Absolutely. All right. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Got my first real six string. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.